0: you're tuning into the Be Fiercely You podcast, the podcast where women find their power and confidence by slaying doubt, creating a foundation of self-love, and by tapping into their inner fierce. I am your host, Heather Nicole, and I'm here to help you become the fierce queen you are meant to be. Together, we will conquer your fears, let go of others' judgment, and unlock your inner badass. So who's with me? Are you ready to take your life into your own hands and discover the possibilities that await you? Let's get to it. Hello, all my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Be Fiercely You podcast. This is your host, your emotional healing and relationship coach, Heather, and I am so excited to be here with y'all today I am feeling pumped I randomly came up with today's topic uh, for the episode which always end up being the best ones by the way um, because these are the ones that are just like pure inspiration and I'm like oh my gosh this is fucking perfect so I'm really excited to dig into today Um, But, I do want to let everyone know that Fierce and Free is now open for enrollment. This is my one-on-one signature coaching program. And it is designed to help you step into your fears and become free in your life, free of your past, free of your limiting beliefs, fear of the things that are holding you back from having healthy as fuck relationships that are holding you back from going for that promotion or for the actual job of your dreams, for going for the man of your dreams, right? Because we need courage for that and we need to be open right we need to have our hearts open for that Um, we need confidence in ourselves we need all of these things so that we can live our happiest life so that we can get the things that we truly want and stop living in the past and that is what my program is designed to do it is a 12 week coaching program where we will have one-on-one meetings every single week you will get a weekly email to start your week out that's gonna give you some motivation we're gonna give some journal prompts that are specific to you and what's going on with you Um, and maybe some other homeworks along the way or some bonus videos you never quite know what's gonna come your way but it's a great great way for you to really take a deeper look at your life and to have that support and accountability that many of us need to really make a change So if you are interested, you can set up a discovery call. Um, I'll put the link for that down in the show notes. Um, For more information on my coaching, you can head to my website, which is Coaching.com, and you can find out all the details and how it works. Um, So today, what I want to talk about is how to be more emotionally mature and vulnerable in our relationships. And I have 10 ways that you can do this, 10 ways. But before we get into that, we need to understand why this matters. Um, For anybody who has been in a relationship with an emotionally immature person, then you probably already know why this is so important, right? It's really, really difficult to communicate with somebody who is not emotionally mature. Um, They take things really personal, they react really quickly and let anger overtake them, so it's much easier to get into arguments with these people, Um, and it can really cause a lot of tension And resentment in relationships when you are dealing with somebody like this. Um, They typically will not take responsibility for their actions. Um, These are also going to be people that are toxic, that are narcissists, that will gaslight you. And it can just be exhausting to have to deal with that on a daily basis. Um, emotionally immature people can also be somebody who is really codependent and doesn't know how to have that separation from themselves and their relationships. Um, which for somebody who is securely attached, that can be really, really difficult to deal with. Um, you feel like you're, you know, constantly being just overwhelmed with that person's love. And it's, sometimes we just need some space, right? Um, So, having a relationship with an emotionally immature person is very, very difficult. The benefits of finding that emotional maturity and finding the courage to truly be vulnerable with not only your partner, but yourself. To really be open and honest with yourself. that changes a relationship on a level that you don't understand until it actually happens because I used to teach I mean I've been teaching this stuff for four years now and that was before I got into the relationship that I'm in now which is the most healthiest relationship that I've ever been in um which if you listen to the podcast you fucking know that by now um But I used to discuss how that being emotionally mature matters, right? But I couldn't speak from experience. And now I can speak from experience. And that level of maturity, that ability to have open conversations without feeling judged, without feeling wrong, without feeling like you have no idea what you're talking about that level of comfortability with a with a person is fucking amazing and it builds your intimacy with that person it builds your connection with that person and it makes your relationship so much stronger right we all know that when we're in relationships with other people the, the, the best ones are the ones where you can say how well you know that person, right? Like, you know them like the back of your hand. And they know you the same way. And it feels good to be understood, to be seen, to be heard by somebody who truly understands you. And you only get that from being in a relationship with an emotionally mature person and by being vulnerable in your relationship. So with that said, if you are ready to take it up a notch, to level up your relationship, to be more emotionally mature, then let's get in to these 10 different ways that you can do this, okay? First and foremost, and this was one of the most difficult things for me to learn, was to not take everything so fucking personal. I still struggle with this from time to time, Um, but we need to be receptive to what our partner wants without taking it personally, right? Or We need to be receptive to their opinions, their moods, right? And not take everything so fucking personal, right? We can't get defensive and just shut down, okay? We can't assume that it's us that's causing maybe a bad emotional reaction from them, or maybe they're just in a bad mood period, right? Like, I used to get so freaked out when my ex-husband would come home and would be in a bad mood I'd be like oh my gosh what did I do did I say something that upset him did I do something that was wrong and most of the time he would make me feel like it was my fault because that's What happens in a toxic relationship? Nothing is ever their fault. It's always your fault. And, you know, it's a way for them to manipulate you and a way for them to keep you low. Um, But I took that mindset with me into relationships afterwards and I would constantly freak out that if, they weren't responding to me it automatically meant that i did something that they were mad at me. If they were in a bad mood it was my fault. I did something, right? I took everything so freaking personal, right? And if they had an opinion about something like i made dinner and they're like, "Oh, you know, this isn't um really something i i would want to, again, but it's not bad." Even though they're saying it in a nice way, i would take it so personally. And again, this is, was was a trauma response in my situation. Um, which many other women are in the same kind of boat um, because in that example my ex-husband would make me feel like shit if he did not like the food that I cooked for him Um, so it would be personal so we have to learn to not do that and to not take everything so personal because a lot of the time in a healthy relationship they're just upset because they're upset. They're not going to blame it on you. They're not going to make you feel bad for anything. They're not going to put that pressure of needing to make them happy on you. They're going to take responsibility for their emotions. Um, So really try not to take things so personal because I promise you that 99% of the time it has nothing to do with you because they're human, right? Like you have emotions, shit comes up, you get like in a bad mood from time to time. Like that's just part of the human experience. Okay. So anybody that is making you feel like you are 100% responsible for their emotional wellness is toxic as fuck. Okay. If when you are in a healthy, emotionally mature relationship, people do not take things personal. Okay. All right. Number two, speak your truth. And I know how scary that sounds. I know how hard that is, but we need to start sharing our emotions when we actually have them. Instead of sitting on them for weeks and allowing ourselves to build resentment and anger towards our partner, we need to express ourselves. If they do or say something that upsets us, we need to let them know. We need to communicate that. Sitting on those emotions is a sign of an emotionally immature person, it's also a sign of somebody who has been in a toxic relationship and is scared to express themselves. So in order to build that emotional intelligence and that emotional maturity, we need to learn to speak our emotions when we feel them. Because by bottling them up, by burying them, you are only doing yourself a disservice. And you're doing your partner a disservice as well. Right, because they want to know how you're feeling. Like if you are in a safe, secure relationship, that other person is going to care about your emotions. They're gonna know that they're not completely responsible for them, and they're gonna sit with that, and they're gonna give you space to feel the way that you need to feel. Okay, they're also not going to take it personal if you express something to them that they uh, that um, they did that made you upset. Maybe they said something or forgot to do something and it really bothered you because it was the 10th time they forgot to do it or something like that, you know, just tell them, speak your truth. The more you sit on stuff, the more resentment you build up to. And that was another thing that I did a lot, especially in the relationship after my divorce. I was super scared to say anything to him but then I had all this resentment like I was so angry at him because he had did all these things that were that were upsetting me and instead of facing those emotions I just let it build up inside of me and then emo- eventually it blew up into this like emotional burst it's so much better for us and for our partners when we just express ourselves when we need to okay now I'm not saying to like if you get angry that you just automatically jump and start screaming at them, saying how much they upset you and all this. That's not what I'm saying either. Like, do not be reactive, which is a couple – we're going to get to that in a minute. What I mean is not sitting on your emotions for weeks. Maybe you do need an hour, two hours, maybe a day to kind of process your emotions and think about what you want to say to your partner, but speak your truth. Okay, don't hold on to it for too long. Definitely more mature and a better choice for you to take a moment and sit with your emotions before going to them. But the bottom line is that you need to go to them. Don't just let that shit build up. Um, Number three, be open to your partner's perspective. Okay, be open to the things that they want to say. This means no fucking judgment. Okay, do not judge your partner for the things that they say, the things that they do, right? If you're judging them, if you feel some type of way about it, then they're not the person for you. They're not. Um, we really need to stop judging people less in general, in all of our relationships. Um, but... That judgment is really coming, we need to remember that that judgment is coming from a place of seeing something in somebody else that maybe we see in ourselves, right? So really deep down, we're judging ourselves. So maybe, you know, they have a opinion that you're like, oh my gosh, that's so taboo. You know, I can't believe they think that way. But really, it's because you also have a taboo opinion that you get judged for, so It's kind of a natural human thing to be like, well, I'm going to judge them too because I have that issue and I get judged for it. But that's not healthy. It's not. (laughs) Okay, if other people are judging you, fuck them. Their opinion of you is none of your fucking business. It doesn't fucking matter. But when you are in a committed relationship, you need to have that open communication and they need to feel safe going to you and knowing that you're not going to judge them. Okay. So open your heart and just stop judging your partners. Just stop it. Give them grace. You know, they're again, they're human too, just like you. All right. Um, number four, Balancing back to what I was saying a minute ago, don't react without thinking. So if you, your partner pisses you the fuck off, don't just snap at them and be like, oh my gosh, you're such a fucking asshole, I'm so sick of this shit, and start going off on them. No, 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 no. That's only gonna make the situation 10 times worse. Take a couple minutes to breathe, okay? Think about what you're feeling, think about why you got so triggered in that moment, why it caused this kind of reaction. And then respond. So many times when we jump to the gun, right, or jump the gun (laughs) and say something without really thinking about it, we regret that shit, right? I know I'm not the only one that has been in that situation where you've been so fucking angry at somebody and you just like freak out on them. And then you're like, man, I shouldn't have said that. It wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I could have said X, Y, and Z and it been a whole different conversation. You know, like we've all been there. We've all been there. Again, we're human. It happens, right? And we're not necessarily taught how to deal with this shit, right? This isn't stuff that they teach us in grade school, which is absolutely insane, but neither here nor there right now. Um, that's why I'm doing this so that other adults can learn these things that I was never taught, that I never thought about. Okay, So we need to not react immediately. Make sure I add that. We need to take time to pause and breathe and sit with our emotion, question it, get curious about it. All the things that I talk about, all the things that I tell you guys to do all the time, we need to practice that in these kinds of situations too. When you have those kinds of strong emotional reactions and just jump the gun, it's gonna cause tension in the relationship, okay? That's not healthy communication. That is toxic as fuck communication is what that is, okay? And if I saw any of my girlfriends Or heard about any of my clients getting into some kind of an argument with that or that they were with a person who was just constantly jumping down their throat and screaming at them. I'd be like, get the fuck out because they don't respect you because that's the perception that it gives off. Just because you are upset, I'm not saying that your feelings are invalidated. Absolutely not. That person could 100% be in the wrong. But there is a right way and a wrong way to go about communicating things. And a lot of times, because we're not taught how to to effectively communicate our emotions, we are left screaming. (laughs) We are left saying things that are hurtful to the other person we are left really screwing up relationships even more because of the toxicity that it brings. So really take a moment when you are feeling triggered, when you are feeling like your emotions have been hurt for whatever reason because your partner did something or didn't do something or whatever, take a moment before reacting. Think about it, sit with the emotion, question it, get curious about it, okay? Okay. Number five, I need y'all to sit in this truth, okay? The only emotions that you can control are your own. You cannot control your partners, okay? And this kind of goes back to number one, where we're talking about not taking everything so personal. But their bad moods do, moods do not mean that they hate you or that they want to leave you, okay? you are not responsible and you cannot control your partner's emotions the only emotions that you are responsible for and that you can control are your own you need to have a deep knowing of that and that is going to help you so fucking much when you are communicating with your partner why because you will, it's going to be so much easier to actually express your truth and take ownership of it and really sit in the fact of knowing that your emotions are valid and feel comfortable sharing those emotions if you have a deep knowing that that's the only thing that you can control and that that's okay and that that's how it's supposed to be. You're not going to be scared to share your emotions because you're be like, these are my emotions. You're taking ownership of them. When you feel like you are responsible for your partner's emotions and you take on that burden, you are so much more likely to water down what you have to say because you fully feel that anything that you say is going to completely change the way that the other person is feeling, right? Did I say that right? I think so. So like if you say something that you know they're not gonna like, in your heart, it's really hard to say it because you're like, they're not going to like this. I'm going to change everything, um, that they're feeling right now. They're going to hate me. They're going to want to leave me like all these things when in reality, they could just be like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of bothered that you say that or think that way or whatever, but they'll let it go. You're not even giving them that opportunity And this is another one that is a trauma response as well as a sign of emotional immaturity. Because when you are in a toxic relationship, that toxic person is going to make you feel 100% like you are responsible for their emotions. They're going to say things to you like, see, I wouldn't be going through this if it wasn't for you. I wouldn't feel this way if you didn't do what you did. You know, now you ruined my whole day because you said X, Y, and Z, right? Putting all the blame on you, making you feel as though you are responsible for their emotions and they give you proof of that. And again, it's just another way that they manipulate you and keep you under their thumb. So if you are in a new relationship and you notice yourself doing this, you need to be aware that this is a trauma response from your past relationship. But it can be changed. You can get through that. You can step into that knowing and that truth that you can only control your own emotions, Okay. Number six, please, for the love of God, take responsibility for your fucking mistakes. This is something that irks my goddamn soul. I hate it when people are constantly placing blame on other people. I'm just like thinking of a situation at work where somebody said something that they should have absolutely not fucking said and then they blamed management for that. Like they blamed management for the way that they were feeling. They couldn't take responsibility for their actions or their emotions and were trying to blame other people. But it really had nothing to do with management or even the person that they got into the altercation with Because what they said was completely out of line to say in a professional setting, right? So it doesn't matter. Like, there's no excuse for you to, I'm not going to get into it because I don't want anything to be identified, but there are certain things that you just cannot fucking say, okay? Like, you can't say you're going to kill somebody at work and just think that it's okay. Like, that's not all right, all right? And then you can't blame other people because you said that thing. It wasn't their fault that you said that. It was not their fault that you don't have control of your emotions, Okay, you need to take responsibility for it. You need to take responsibility for your mistakes. If you fuck up, just own up to it. All right, because we learn from it. We all make mistakes. It's okay, but there's nothing more that I hate than somebody that just can't admit their mistakes, you know, turn a blind eye to it and just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Like we're adults. It's called growth and we need to make changes where necessary, okay? Like, we're all here to try to be better, but we make mistakes. We don't know how to do this. It's not something that comes naturally to all of us, right? Some of us need to fucking learn, and that's okay. But take ownership. Take responsibility and make the changes. That's all that I'm fucking saying. Um, you know, if you hurt your partner's emotions apologize and do better right don't just say oh I'm so sorry you know and and then turn around and do it again the next day or the week later or whatever because that makes your apology mean less and then the next time you apologize it's going to mean a little bit less and the next time you apologize it's going to mean a little bit less because you keep doing the same thing you're not learning you're not taking responsibility most people don't wanna be with somebody like that, okay? Number seven, express your boundaries. Be clear about what your boundaries are. This could mean, hey, I need to be in bed by nine o'clock every night. That's a boundary. Um, hey, I don't do butt stuff. That's a boundary. Hey, I um, don't eat at this restaurant. That's a boundary. Like there are so many things that we need boundaries around. And a lot of people allow their boundaries to be broken and don't take them as seriously as they should. And then they get mad at people and then they don't know why. The other people don't know why they're mad at them. And it becomes this cycle and it causes It causes a lot of tension, really, because you start building up resentment for them, right? Even though you never expressed your boundaries in the first place. But I really, I want you to sit down tonight. If you get anything out of this podcast episode, please do this. Sit down tonight. I want you to write out what your boundaries are. And if you have no idea where to start, then I want you to first... Think about what your values are. What things are important to you? What things matter? Is family a value to you? Is discipline a value to you? Is health a value to you? Like whatever it is. And then what are your boundaries around those things? If family is a value to you, then maybe a boundary is that every Saturday morning I spend the morning going for a walk and you know having breakfast with my family. Like no phones, just quality time with my family. right? And you never schedule anything at that time with anybody else, because that's your family time. That's your boundary. Okay. If your boundary is health, then maybe you have a boundary where it's like, I go to the gym, you know, this is my, um, my eating plan is what I eat every week and all that. And like, you don't really break out of that. Maybe that's your boundary, but making this list and getting clear on your boundaries is really the first step. And then you need to think about who you need to share these boundaries with. A lot of them might need to be shared with your partner. Some of them might need to be shared with your employer, maybe your friends, right? You need to share your boundaries because you're protecting your peace, you're protecting yourself in that process. And that is the highest form of self-love, in my opinion. Putting yourself first, putting your priorities first. And you do that by expressing your boundaries and sticking to them, okay? And then you also... The last part of this is that you need to decide what's going to happen if those boundaries are crossed, right? Depending on who it is, maybe you have to cut that person off, okay? Maybe you have to say it more firmly to somebody. Maybe you need to change something about your living situation or something. I don't know. But depending on what your boundaries are and if they get crossed, you need to have some kind of backup plan to decide what's going to happen if they get crossed, Or is it something that's kind of soft boundary and you're just going to let it go and move on? (coughs) That part matters just as much as the actual boundary does. Okay. Number eight. Y'all need to listen more. We need to listen more. Right? Have you ever heard that quote? um, You have one mouth and two ears for a reason because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. Okay. We need to be better listeners. When your partner needs to vent, you need to be able to listen and not necessarily just respond. Maybe you they just need you to like hold space for them, for them to feel upset. Maybe they just need to talk it out. Maybe they need to cry it out. Okay. But be that listening ear without automatically jumping to providing a solution or providing advice, because they might not want that for you. Something I've talked about before that is a great, great tool to use when your partner comes to you with something is say to them, do you need comfort or solutions? And knowing that ahead of time, then you can be like, all right, I got you on your comfort. Let's cuddle, talk to me, cry on me, or um, just give me, you know, I'll just hold this space for you to feel upset right now or if they say they need solutions, then listen knowing that you need to provide some kind of solution, that you have some kind of advice for them and help them through the situation. Okay, asking that simple question can help so much because sometimes people just don't want solutions, they just wanna be heard, okay? Number nine, keep your promises, okay? If you say you're gonna fucking do something, do it. Be accountable. All right. If you say you're going to take out the trash, take out the trash. If you say you're going to feed the animals, feed the animals. If you say that you're going to do the laundry, do the laundry. Like, Don't tell your partner that you're going to do something and not do it. Because this is a really big red flag in a relationship. This is a huge red flag. Um, and it's also a sign of emotional immaturity because it means that you are not willing to hold up your end of the bargain. And a lot of times, if you do that and then not take responsibility for it and be like make up excuses or whatever, then again, big sign that you have emotional immaturity issues, okay? We don't want men that's not gonna keep their promises, okay? We don't want men that are not something that we can, or excuse me, are not someone that we can depend on, right? We need them to show up for us. But really, it goes both ways, right? Men want a woman that they can depend on that's going to show up for them when they need it. That's a huge part of being in a relationship is being that supportive person for them. And if you are so selfish, so inconsiderate, that you do not keep your promises and are not accountable for your partner, that's a big fucking no for me. Big no. Okay, so keep your promises. It can be something big or something small. Just keep your promises. Got it? <laughs> okay. And number 10, last but not least, probably the most important thing on this list is to continue to do self-reflective work. Okay? You could have been on this long-ass healing journey and then gone into this relationship, like myself, and... Then just say you just stop you're like nope i'm healed i'm good and then a year into the relationship you get triggered right something happens and you start freaking out and you start going down this anxiety spiral you don't know what to think you start worrying about everything in the relationship you feel like they don't love you anymore you start questioning everything you don't trust them right this emotional response causes huge issues in your relationship And because you haven't been doing their self-reflective work, you have no idea where the hell this came from. You don't understand it, and you don't even take the time to understand it. Instead, you just blame it all on your partner. This is the cycle that so many relationships get into, right, because we stop doing reflective work, we stop thinking about that kind of stuff, and we just take it out on our partner, which isn't fair, and that's not mature at all. So take the time to journal. Take the time to sit with yourself daily and just be like, hey, what's going on with me today? Right? Be self-aware because that self-awareness and taking that time to reflect on yourself and your day and your emotions is going to help you in your relationship. It's going to help you with literally everything else that I just told you. it's going to help you communicate more openly it's going to help you know what boundaries you need to set right and maybe you need a new boundary that needs to be added if you're not reflecting on that and checking in with yourself you're never going to fucking know okay if you stop doing that kind of work you're going to start reacting more instead of sitting with your emotions because you don't do that and really checking in with yourself maybe you start judging your partner more because you have shit going on within you that you're not dealing with. Okay, there are so many ways that this can show up, but self-reflective work is so fucking important, okay? Again, whether you're just sitting with yourself for a few minutes each day, doing a little awareness check-in, as I call them, just asking yourself, what's going on with me? How am I feeling? How's my day going? What do I like? What don't I like about this day? How can I make my day better? How can I make tomorrow better? Okay, getting curious, asking yourself those questions, or if it means sitting down with a journal and writing shit out. Whatever works for you, it doesn't matter. But take time to reflect. It's super important, imperative, and only helps you grow in your emotional intelligence and your emotional maturity. Okay, I know that I just threw a shit ton of stuff at you guys, Um, but I really feel like that was a great episode. I feel like there are so many things in there, um, golden nuggets that y'all can take from that. So listen again, if you need to, um, and make sure you guys let me know what you think. If you guys have any topics that you want covered on the podcast, please let me know. Um, I am super excited because I have a lot of podcast guests scheduled over the next like four weeks. Um, I think I have like five, five, interviews scheduled um, with guests for the podcast. So I am super excited about that. Um, So much good stuff coming your way. So if you have not already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications when new episodes are live. Um, And if you want to join my newsletter, the Be Fiercely You newsletter, you will also get notifications when new episodes are available in addition to my Friday emails where I am giving you little doses of inspiration, motivation, um, and tips to take along the journey. Um, and you can sign up for that on my website, Heather coaching.com, but I am going to get off of here. I love y'all. And I hope that you have a fabulous, fabulous fucking day. Make sure y'all stay fierce.